Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. What does it look like to love someone well? Isn't it a good desire to want to love someone better? As Christians, our main objective is to love God and love people. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will be sharing about how we could love people in these last days. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 3rd, 2023. I spent some time this last week. Uh, I always do, but sometimes more than others, and this was one of those times where it was more than others, just seeking the Lord about today's update with everything going on. Just inquired of the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to speak? What would you have me to address? And I just got this strong sense that he was directing my heart to address a very important and a very serious matter. And it's this matter of why it is that everything happening in the world today and in the lives of many Christians today is getting so overwhelming. Have you noticed? I mean, it's just off the charts. I want to take and tackle this tough topic and do so through the lens of Bible prophecy. And in order to do that, I'll ask you to join me in Psalm 61, a Psalm of David, a a friend to many. This Psalm has been David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, clearly We're not told with specificity, I believe, by God's design, but David is just overwhelmed. We don't know what the situation is because we're not told. God didn't deem it necessary to include the details of why David was so overwhelmed. We just know that David was so overwhelmed. And I think one of the reasons, the main reason really, as to why it is that we're not given the reason is because if the reason he's so overwhelmed is not the same reason why we might be so overwhelmed, then we're prone to dismiss it under the banner of, well, I'm not going through that. So if it's kept generic and that line is left blank, then it allows the Holy Spirit elbow room to fill it in with whatever that situation is in my life that is so overwhelming. And that's why I believe it is we're not given the reason for him being so overwhelmed. We're just told that he's so overwhelmed and what it is that he does because he's so overwhelmed. Verse 1, he cries out to the Lord. 
Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, notice it doesn't say if. (laughs) When, I wish it said if, by chance. Something should happen that would be a little overwhelming. Now, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Selah, refrain, carrying with it the idea of just pause and let that sink in. If you're here today or watching online and your situation is, it's not just overwhelming. It's seemingly getting more overwhelming by the minute. And like with David, who do we go to? Who do we cry out to? We cry out unto the Lord in ways that we would never otherwise do were it not for being so overwhelmed, right? When is it that I cry out to God when I'm overwhelmed? When is it that I I cry out to God to lead me when I need to be led because I'm so overwhelmed? And isn't it interesting, just a little side note parenthetically, this is David we're talking about here. This is a man's man who's crying and crying out to God to lead him. Lead me? No, I'm the leader. That's humility. That's desperation. That's being so overwhelmed, and you know that this situation is so overwhelming, you have to be led to the only one that is higher than this and you, and that's Jesus. He is the rock. In just the first four verses, How encouraging is this psalm? How comforting is this psalm? How settling of our overwhelmed hearts is this psalm? Again, if you're here today or watching online and your heart is overwhelmed, I I hope that what I'm going to share today will be an encouragement to you. Because see, When our hearts are overwhelmed, we can go to the Lord, to the rock, be led to that rock, and be immovable. The rock, because what's going on in my life right now has shaken me to the core. The bottom has dropped out. 
That's how intense the situation is. That's how serious and threatening the situation is. That's how fearful and overwhelming the situation is. Well, lead me to the rock. Get me on that rock. Because once I'm on that rock, I've shared this. I haven't shared it in a while. I try to pace, you know, separate the, you know, time the, how often I share things. So it's been a while. So if it hasn't, I'm sorry. When we used to live on the mainland, we would go to Cannon Beach, Oregon, right there on the coast, and we would stay at a Christian conference center. Great speakers brought in, and we were there uh, right on on the water. And out in the water is Haystack Rock. This is the coolest rock I mean, I know we've got cool, you know, the mokes are cool, okay? There's something different about this rock. Because see, the waves are crashing in on this thing. And the turbulent, you know, waters below are unnoticed by the birds who are on the rock singing and praising their Creator on the rock. Doesn't even phase them. I mean, here's the storm raging below, crashing in, overwhelming wave after wave after wave, and you're on the rock going, oh, (laughs) there's another one. Praise the Lord. He's my rock. I'm unmoved. I love how the Apostle Paul says it. Luke records it, Acts chapter 20. Nothing moves me. I mean, there's a sanctified strength in that, isn't there? It's like, bring it on. It doesn't faze me. Why? Because I'm on the rock. You mean you're not being overwhelmed? No, because I cried out to God to lead me to the rock that is higher than I, and He did. He led me there, and that's where I am. So next time somebody comes to you and says, what are you doing here? Here's what you say. Everyone has to be somewhere. <laughs> no, don't say that. Say, <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm, I'm here because I'm on the rock of my salvation, Jesus the Christ, and nothing moves me. Bottom line, being overwhelmed brings me to Jesus for shelter, protection, from the enemy, as I trust in Him, knowing I will forever abide with Him. This is why it's for this reason at this time in this last hour that I wanted to just share about this today, because God will allow us to become overwhelmed if that's what it takes to lead us to Him, or perhaps back to Him. God will do everything and stop at nothing. And never think for a second that God doesn't know that you're overwhelmed. God knows everything you're going through. He knows all the attacks against you, all the false accusations against you, all the opposition that's against you. He knows what's happening in your home, what's happening in your marriage, what's happening in your family. He knows all about it. And 
you're just getting crushed under the overwhelming <laughs> set of circumstances that you're in. And it's like the Lord's saying, I'm here. I'm here. Talk to me. Come to me. Let me take you, lead you to the rock where you'll be unmovable. This explains why everything happening in the world is so overwhelming. And it also explains why everything in your world is so overwhelming. God has allowed the overwhelming because of the purpose it serves in the end by bringing us back to Him, or if need be, to Him. We receive numerous and voluminous emails and comments from people all over the world that share with us what's happening in their world and some what's happening in the world. Here's just a couple. I'm very sorry for what has happened to the island of Maui. The images are very overwhelming. I live in California and very close to the mountains, and we constantly have fires here. We now know that these fires are not natural. I'm very thankful that you're only one of few pastors that are talking about geoengineering. We all need to be aware of this very evil agenda. Truly, the rapture is our only way out. I constantly pray for you and all of those who are exposing everything that is in the darkness. Thank you. And I can't wait to meet you all in the clouds soon. I think it's very soon. See you soon. Here's one from someone we've been praying for. I have a very long list of diagnoses over the years, nearly all incurable. This year has been very overwhelming because it seems new things keep popping up. It's been continuous, one after another. I try to stay focused on Jesus and what awaits me in heaven. I keep thinking of certain scriptures like Romans 8, 18. Romans 8, 18. The Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says, I consider some of your translations, the southern translations, render it, I reckon. Is it too early for that? Okay. I've reconciled, I reckon, I consider, I've concluded that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We know this verse, we love this verse, right? But can we just revisit it for just a moment? Because there's something here I want to draw your attention to. Your present sufferings, your, your, your suffering, it's, it's overwhelming. It's not even on the same level to be compared with the glory that awaits. Can I illustrate it? I'm going to, <laughs> now that I said it like that. Our lives but a vapor, three score and ten, as it's been said. Let's just call it 70 years. I don't like to call it 70 years. 
I'd rather it be like 90 because that's further away from anyway. So, but three score and 10, that's 70 years. 70 years. Okay, let's say 70 years in light of eternity on that line is not even noticeable, seeable by the naked eye. You would need a very high powered microscope that is not known to man to be able to see the speck that is 70 years of your life in comparison to eternity. You don't like that illustration? or In other words, let's just say for purpose of illustration, that those 70 years, that's three score and 10 for you, was riddled with, well the first five years you didn't know, <laughs> so by the age maybe six. For me it was much later. I was a late bloomer. I don't remember anything before. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's enough of my problems. But I think I was 21. I finally realized, wow. Anyway, so, but for you, let's just say five years of age. You know, you don't really remember much before you're five. So let's just say that all 70 years, okay, 65 years, were riddled with nothing but suffering, pain and suffering. Still worth it. Still worth it. It's not to put it into perspective, but still worth it when you compare it to the glory that awaits. It's only this short period of time. See, when we're in glory, by the way, we've talked about this, I won't go into this, but you know all those questions that you said you were going to ask when you got to heaven? you're not going to ask any questions when you get to You're just going to be praising Him, worshiping Him, and glorifying Him. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Well, Pastor, thank you very much for that dissertation on my present sufferings, as overwhelming as they are, but I still have to wait for glory and eternity. Okay. How about Romans 5 then? I want to begin in verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. That's our legal standing, if I could borrow a court term. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now pay particular attention to verse 3. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Oh, what does it say in the original? It's worse. I tried that already. I'll save you the time. It can't mean suffering. No, 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 that's what it means. We also rejoice in our sufferings when life is just so overwhelming. Wow, you're starting to sound a little bit like James, Paul. Because didn't James say, consider it pure joy, my brethren, when you face various (laughs) trials, trials of various, consider it pure joy? Really? That's cruel. 
Consider it pure joy. Paul says, rejoice in it. How is that even possible? I'm so glad you asked. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Stop. You just got done reading Romans 8.18 amongst arguably one of the most beautiful and magnificent promises in all of the pages of Holy Writ. But it's yet future in terms of what awaits us in glory. But now in Romans 5, I can start rejoicing now. I don't have to wait. Because see, that suffering, that situation that's so overwhelming and even getting more overwhelming, do you know what it's producing? It's producing the very thing you need in order to get you through to glory. In other words, there's a gap in between, right? I mean, we're talking about today, the rest due tomorrow. And you're saying, ah, all this, you know, when, you know, in glory, which by the way, that's, what time is it now? That's still pretty close, but still there's a gap in between. What am I going to do in the meantime? Oh, you can start rejoicing now. Hey, you can get this party started now. Because what that suffering, that overwhelming suffering is doing is it, It's producing the very thing that you need to get you through, carry you through, bridge the gap until the trumpet sounds. What do I need when my heart is overwhelmed? Well, it's called perseverance. Well, how am I going to get perseverance? Suffering? Wait, pastor, you're telling me that the endurance and the perseverance that I need to endure and persevere, the suffering comes from the suffering? Yeah. And that's not all that it produces. This is a package deal. Sorry to say it that way, but for lack of a better way of saying it, not only does the suffering produce the very thing I need, the thing I need most is perseverance. How am I going to get it? Vis-a-vis the suffering. Suffering produces perseverance. And that's not all. Sorry to sound like an infomercial. Perseverance produces character. Oh, I need character too. This is building my character. This is strengthening my character. This is maturing my character. And that's not all. Character produces hope. So I need hope. Well, character produces the hope. Well, how do I get character? Perseverance. How do I get perseverance? Suffering. Have you ever worked it backwards like that? Is that weird? Try it sometime. Work it backwards. Because you could safely say that you want that hope, but what you don't realize is that hope comes by way of the character, which comes by way of the perseverance, which comes by way of the overwhelming suffering. That's how hope comes. And then, once hope comes, you'll never be disappointed. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.